slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is enjoying the Labor Day weekend and that it's been a good one for you. Uh, also want to take this opportunity to wish all those celebrating uh, Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, a very happy and a healthy New Year. I know that holiday starts Monday at sundown. Uh, as a result, our next episode will probably drop Thursday morning, a little after midnight, you know, Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, as that'll be the next time I will have to record an episode. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. Uh, As promised, the uh, Locked On NHL show has picked its top 50 players in the league, as voted on by our panel of experts, including me. And um, we're going to discuss where the Islanders' lone player on that list fell out and why I feel he deserves to probably be a little bit higher and also why he's not a little bit higher on that list. We'll also take a look at the NHL's new COVID policy, how it may affect teams, and without getting political, just break it down and explain why it does actually make sense in the long run and, and what the implications are for the Islanders and for the rest of the league. We also have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a player who not only played for the Islanders, but later served as their general manager, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in today's show. Meanwhile, who are this season's top 50 NHL players? Find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so you never miss an episode. We still have the top 20 to be released. Uh, the Numbers 11 through 20 will be released September 7th, and the top 10 will be released on September 10th. If there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning your New York Islanders training camp. Not very far off, about a week, week and a half away, and we will keep you updated throughout the offseason, throughout training camp, and of course, throughout the upcoming NHL season. So as we mentioned, the 
top 50 survey came out, and Matthew Barzal is the Islanders player who made the top 50. He figures in at 28th. Uh, on this list. And just to give you an idea of some of the players just ahead of him, 27 was Boston's Patrice Bergeron. Jonathan Huberdeau of the Panthers was 26. Patrick Kane of the Blackhawks, 25. Mark Shifley of Winnipeg, 24. And Dougie Hamilton, now of the New Jersey Devils, was at 23. So just to give you an idea of some of the players who were around Matthew Barzal. And look, it becomes a situation with the New York Islanders that, you know, the best season Matthew Barzal had statistically remains his rookie year. And that is because that year, a couple of factors. To me, the two big ones are uh, John Tavares was the number one center that year. Uh, so opposing teams couldn't concentrate on stopping Barzal's line. They had to concentrate on stopping Tavares's line. He wasn't facing the opposition's best checkers game in and game out. And then the second factor, which I think is the bigger factor, is that the Islanders were playing a much more wide-open system then than the system that they are playing right now. So... Barzal was free to uh, not cherry pick. I'm not going to say he was, you know, just hanging by the opposing team's blue line waiting for the puck to come back, but he didn't have to be as responsible defensively. He didn't have to back check the way he does under trots. And it was a lot easier for him under the circumstances to accumulate more offensive points and not having to worry as much about playing defense. So, you know, he's 28th, Barzal, on this poll. And I don't think that's unrealistic when you consider he scored 45 points in 55 games. Now, 37 of those points came at even strength, but, you know, 45 points in 55 games is not even a point a game in productivity. And you'll notice even some players who were behind Barzal on the list had more points. And again, you sort of have to separate out talent and ability from production. And, you know, Barzal's lower point total does not reflect what he's capable of doing, does not reflect, you know, how good he can be, it just reflects the fact that the Islanders, players, and coaching staff have a system in place that emphasizes defensive responsibility and results in all the players on the Islanders roster sacrificing individual statistics for team success. And the results are plain to see. Because if you go up and down the roster of the New York Islanders, is the Islanders roster one of the top four top-to-bottom rosters in the NHL? No, I think it's top 10, but it's not top four, and yet the Islanders have effectively maximized their talent over the last two seasons and reached the conference finals, a.k.a. 
the NHL's Final Four in each of the last two campaigns during the postseason. So, uh, look, Barzi, would he be ranked higher if he didn't have to play the Barry Trotz system? Maybe. Uh, His numbers would be better, but at the same time, if the Islanders as a team were not winning as much in the postseason as they have been, maybe the league doesn't take as great a notice of Matthew Barzal, uh, even if he is making some more highlight reel plays. This is a relatively fair uh, ranking for Barzi. I had him a little bit you know, better off. I had him a little bit higher on my list when I voted, but realistically, uh, 28th out of the top 50 is not too far off. And, you know, again, given the statistics, not a surprise. So to learn more, listen to the Locked On NHL podcast, wherever you get podcasts, or uh, you can watch it now on YouTube. And by the way, concerning YouTube, we have uh, we should be getting the next show that we're recording midweek should be our first on YouTube. So make sure you listen for that and check that out. When we come back, we'll discuss the NHL's new COVID policy, how it will affect the Islanders. We'll have the latest uh, on rumors about the Islanders' possible moves before training camp opens. And we have our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, available now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. And if you lose your wager, it will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? I mean, is it really that surprising the game is rigged against you? You're playing against thousands of other lineup, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily sports fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. Nobody else does that. I've tried it. It is so much more fun to go head-to-head against the house when you really have a chance to win. You're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now 
and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on to sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on. So the NHL has introduced its new COVID policy for the upcoming 2021-2022 season. And that's going to be a little complicated. Basically, NHL clubs will be able to ban players who decline to get the COVID-19 vaccine if they cannot take part in team activities, according to Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet. So that means even if an unvaccinated player is not allowed to travel to a road game because of the regulations in that jurisdiction, uh, the player would be docked one day salary for each day he's unable to be with his team. Now, there are exceptions, medical reasons, and, quote, sincerely held religious beliefs are exceptions to that policy. Players do have an option to opt out of the entire season. They have to make that uh, decision known to their team and to the league by October 1st. So, obviously, we don't want to get political on this show. It's about hockey. But the league is basically taking the stance that... They want to make sure that they can play as many games as possible and minimize the overall danger of COVID going through a lot of players getting them sick and then having to reschedule or cancel games. Now, a couple of other things. A player who opts out, uh, basically, the club will then have 30 days to determine whether to roll the player's contract over to the next season or just eliminate 2021-22 from their contract. And any player who opts out cannot play in another league this year and cannot participate in the Olympics. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Olympics and some of the Islanders who may play in them on the midweek show. The NHL will continue testing players Throughout the season and fully vaccinated players will undergo PCR exams at least every three days. Unvaccinated players will be tested daily. So the NHL will treat any fully vaccinated players positive COVID-19 test as a hockey-related injury. And that uh, determination was worked out and negotiated between the NHL and the Players Association. Players who are unvaccinated will live in a bubble. They will not be allowed to into quote-unquote internal venues uh, on the road, aside from the arena, the practice rink, and the team hotel. They won't be permitted to use shared facilities at the hotel or have visitors come to their hotel room other than fully vaccinated family members. And unvaccinated players also cannot eat, or drink at establishments that are open to the public. Fully vaccinated and masked media members will be able to interview players in dressing rooms, according to a report in The Athletic. Now, just to give you an idea of where we're at, uh, according to Michael Russo of The Athletic, roughly 95% of NHL players are fully vaccinated. That's up about 10% 
from three weeks ago. And basically, you know, this is the NHL's attempt to minimize the potential of COVID going through an entire team uh, and at least to try to make sure that the members of that team and the players in this league are doing everything they can to minimize the spread. Uh, look, the, the Delta variant makes it difficult, but what the league is saying to players is we'll pay you if you if you take all the precautions necessary, you get the vaccine. We'll pay you if you do come down with COVID. You will still get your salary. But if you choose not to, you can still play. But there are consequences of that choice. And that is that we have to be stricter with the way we handle things. And if you choose not to take the vaccine and you get sick, we're treating that as... Uh, a non-hockey injury, and you will not get paid. So that is a deal that was worked out between the owners and the Players Association. I I know it's going to be controversial for some people, but from the league's perspective, at least, and I think from the players' perspective to a large extent as well, the league is trying to maximize its chances of playing a complete 82-game schedule on time. We still don't know how long the Delta variant will be with us, how much more it will spread, what it's going to mean, whether or not there will be other variants, but the NHL is at least doing all it can to try to maximize their chances of getting things done. And and, and on time, and look, we haven't had a complete season now since 2018-2019. And that cost the NHL money. And, you know, even, again, if if variants and and these things continue to spread, you may have to not have a full arena full of fans. You have some jurisdictions that have stricter COVID protocols. Some of the teams in Canada. Some of the teams in California, for example. So... It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but I just wanted to share what the protocol was. I think, you know, the Islanders, New York does tend to be a little bit more uh, strict with its protocols, but, you know, so far it looks like there will be fans at the UBS arena and it, you know, I'm hopeful that COVID will not play a major factor in the NHL season this year. Will it? Well, only time will tell, and hopefully everybody will be able to uh, do all they can to prevent it from truncating the season and rescheduling games and moving things around. But uh, we have to see how it plays out. But that's the NHL's policy. If you have an opinion about it, you know, feel free to email the show. Happy to read it on the air as long as it's you know, clean and respectful. Um, Always entertain all points of view on this show, again, as long as everybody is uh, respectful, serious, and, uh, you know, willing to have an intelligent discussion. So feel free to email LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And as long as you leave your name and where you're from and, and, and are respectful, we're happy to discuss it on the show. So that's the COVID policy going forward. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, But 
again, hopefully the NHL gets this season, gets through this season without any significant difficulties. We have more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more. Stay with us right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorites. And here's why. Listen to these great flavors. Strawberry, double chocolate, mint brownie, coconut, German chocolate, cookies and cream, and one of my favorites, salted caramel. I love that combination of sweet and salty. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you could order a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine permanent flavors. But not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar ever, they're also healthy. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, low sugar, low carbs, all amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, this guy, you know, interesting situation. Nice guy. I did have the uh, privilege of interviewing him uh, for my book, Ice Wars, which uh, came out a few years back. And it's on the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers. He played for both teams and later served in the front office of both teams. Of course, I'm talking about... Don Maloney, he turned 63 on Sunday, and uh, Maloney originally drafted in the second round in 1978 by the Rangers, played with them from 78-79, came aboard midway through that year, and stayed with the Rangers till the 88-89 season, spent half a year in Hartford with the Whalers, and then joined the Islanders in 1989-90, played 79 games for the Isles that year, 16 goals, 43 points in 79 games, uh, and then played in all five playoff games against his former team, against the Rangers, in 89-90, was back for 12 games in 90-91 with the Isles, added five more assists, For his career, Don Maloney played in 765 games. He had 214 goals and 564 points, played in 94 playoff games, 22 goals and 57 points in those contests. And then after his career, as a player ended, Don Maloney ended up becoming an assistant general manager and then a general manager. And... Again, working for both the Rangers and the Islanders. And, you know, he, he had an interesting perspective on it. And, and certainly, I know that he was not very popular uh, during his tenure as Islanders general manager. And that was from 1992 to 1995. And that was a difficult time. It was a, a time of decline for the Islanders, mostly because the team wasn't spending money. And, you know, for Don Maloney to try to keep the team afloat, uh, 
and keep the team competitive while shedding salary was not easy. Now, look, he was the general manager in 1993 when the Islanders went on their long playoff run uh, to the conference final. The last series the Islanders won in the playoffs from you know 1993 till 2016 was under the leadership of Don Maloney. So, yeah, a lot of Islander fans don't remember him fondly. I guess there was a certain trust issue because he was so associated with the Rangers over the years. But Don Maloney uh, did have some success with the Islanders. And again, 1993 happened on his watch. We're going to look at one of his better games as an Islanders player. January 6, 1990, at the Old Barn, the Nassau Coliseum. The visiting team, the Quebec Nordique, Greg Millen, the goalie for Quebec. Mark Fitzpatrick was in between the pipes for the Isles. And the Nordique got on the board first in the second period after a scoreless first. It was uh, Pat Flatley in the box for tripping. And Tony Herkus uh, got his seventh goal from Tony McKegney and Brian Fogarty at 623, 1-0 Quebec. But the Islanders bounced back with a power play goal of their own. David Volok, his ninth, from Doug Crossman and Jeff Norton at 11.46. one one hockey game midway through. A minute later, exactly a minute later, Randy Wood gives the Islanders the lead. His tenth from UB McDonough. After 40 minutes, it was 2-1 to one in favor of the Islanders. In the third period, Pat LaFontaine extends the Islanders' lead, his 36th from Alan Kerr, 3-1 to one Isles, and then the Islanders do even more. With Doug Crossman in the box for holding, Don Maloney, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a shorthanded goal, his eighth from Brent Sutter at 14-23, and the Isles had ex- extended their lead to 4-1. to one. Michel Goulet scored his 10th goal with 3.35 left in regulation time. Joe Sackick and Joe Sorella with the assist. That made it a 4-2 game. But Don Maloney, our Islanders' birthday of the day, clinched the win with an empty netter at 18.34. That was his ninth of the year. Gerald Diddick and Brent Sutter with the assist. Islanders skate away with a 5-2 win over the Nordique. And for Don Maloney... Two goals, a plus one, and a team high seven shots on goal in this game. That was uh, the most on the Islanders. They had 40 shots altogether. Mark Fitzpatrick, 28 saves to earn the win. So again, a very happy and healthy 63rd birthday to former Islanders forward and former Islanders GM Don Maloney. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Betting on the Islanders does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us on today's show. Again, we'll be back Thursday morning Uh, with our next episode, and we'll be talking a little bit about some of the Islander players who might make the Olympic team. 
plus all the latest rumors, notes, and news concerning your New York Islanders. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the holiday weekend. And of course, stay safe and let's go Islanders.